welcome to Positively West Virginia, where each week we share positive stories about successful West Virginia businesses making a difference in our great state. Positively West Virginia is brought to you by the State Journal, WV News, United Bank, Mylin, and Interaction Media. Now, let's get down to business with your host, Jim Matuga. Coming to you from the Interaction Media Studio in Morgantown, West Virginia, welcome to Positively West Virginia. Each week we talk with West Virginia business leaders and share their success stories with people just like you in West Virginia and across the country. Our goal is to motivate and educate our listeners with these inspirational business stories. There are many things happening in West Virginia business, many positive things that most people don't ever hear about. We're trying to change that with this show so that people realize you don't have to leave West Virginia to find great career and business opportunities. They're right here in our state. All of our guests are people who are absolutely getting it done in West Virginia, in business, and I'm convinced we can all learn a lot from their experiences and their stories. This week, we're going to learn about Dr. Melissa Rose and her company, Nardelli Audiology. Melissa, are you ready to get down to business? Yes, Jim. All right, Melissa, I'm so glad to have you on our podcast to share your story this week. Dr. Melissa Rose is the owner of Nardelli Audiology with three locations in north central West Virginia. Nardelli Audiology is an established audiology practice that helps provide quality audiology and hearing aid services to help their patients hear better and live better. Melissa Rose is a Mannington, West Virginia native, and she's the owner and a certified audiologist. Melissa graduated from North Marion High School in 1999. She went on to West Virginia University where she completed her Bachelor of Science in Speech Pathology and Audiology, graduating magna cum laude in 2003. She also graduated with a minor in Communication Disorders and a Certificate in Gerontology in 2003. I invited Melissa on the show today to talk about her practice, to share her story, and to give our audience some valuable insight into her business right here in West Virginia. Melissa, take a minute, fill in some gaps from that brief intro, and give us a little behind-the-curtain look into your company. Yeah, well, um, you know... Here at Nardelli Audiology, we're, we're very excited to be on today to kind of give a little insight in what we do here. So, um, you know, one thing that we kind of left out of the bio that I probably didn't add in there when I sent it to you was after 2003, I went on to um, get my doctorate at there WVU, <laughs> so, which That's was important. my fault for not putting that in there. That's important. That's um, in the state of West Virginia, you cannot practice as an audiologist without a doctorate. You do have to go on and get that extra um, education there. So I did go on and continue at WVU where I did graduate in 2007 yeah. with my doctorate in audiology. Congratulations. So, That's awesome. Um, yes. Thank you. So from that point on, um, speaking about West Virginia, of course, I'm a West Virginia native and I wanted to be able to use my skills and my expertise and my professionalism here in the state and that's when I actually became a part of Nardelli Audiology. At that time, it was owned by Cynthia Nardelli. And mm. I can remember the, the day I called her and said, hey, do you, you know, do you need an audiologist? And she really didn't. I said, well, I'm coming anyway. And <laughs> after about a it, that's how it happened. And after about a year in, we opened our second office, and I started running that office. And that's how we got our two uh, main locations up and running. And mm. a few years in, I remember telling Cindy, I said, I'm going to buy your practice one day. And, you know, she kind of giggled and I kind of giggled. And 
in September of 2017, that actually happened, wow. and I actually purchased Nardelli Audiology, yeah, and she awesome. was able to go off and retire and, and enjoy her life, and, and I took over the practice at that point. Awesome. Melissa, how, how did you get into audiology? What, what inspired you to get into this line of work? You know, it's a really funny story. I always knew that I'd work in the health field. Um, I always wanted to help people. I just wasn't sure how I was going to do that. You know, when you're 18, you don't know for sure. And um, this is a true story. I was from Bannington, a little tiny town. I was very sheltered by my parents. And when I went to WVU, I was terrified. And I'm, you know, I'm at the age where you went to the mountain layer and you sat in a room and they called degrees from a podium and you got up and you went and signed, signed in. You didn't, you know, you didn't have the internet back then to sign up for classes. Mm -hmm. And my best friend sitting beside me said, well, I know I'm going to be a special ed teacher. And I said, well, I don't know what I'm going to do, but no matter what, we're going to take classes together. And she's like, okay. <laughs> so they called, this is what happened. They called speech path and audiology and education. And she looked at me and said, I really, I really want to sign up for education. And I said, okay, I'll be an audiologist. Wow. <laughs> And I never Just looked like back. <laughs> so it had to be, it had to be meant to be because I didn't even know what it was. Wow. Uh, they gave me a manual and I kind of flipped through it and I was like, yeah, I can do that. And I honestly never changed paths. It, I was just meant to be here. That's a cool story. Thank you for sharing that. Melissa, uh, you know, what, what is your 30-second pitch for Nardelli Audiology? In other words, what is it that you tell people that you do? Yeah, so here in Nardelli Audiology, we honestly truly believe that if you hear better, you live better. And here at Nardelli, we are able to make that happen. So we look at everything as a whole. We're not just your average hearing aid dispenser. We're not out here just, you know, putting hearing aids on people. We're going to look at everything. We're going to look at your life. We're going to look at your, uh, you know, your ability to do more once you're able to hear. We mm. look at your environment. And with all of that, mm -hmm. we are able to help people hear better. Um, we have multiple offices. We have multiple providers. We have something for everybody. And we want to make sure that when everybody leaves, you know, from our facility, we know that they're hearing better and able to move forward in life. Yeah. And, and you know, with hearing aids today, the technology is so incredible. I mean, they're so comfortable and so, you know, almost uh, unobtrusive, if, if that's the right word. Talk a little bit about some of the developments in, in that regard. Absolutely. Um, you know, I've been in this business 13 years now, and I've seen a lot of things come and go. And every time something new comes out, I'm like, wow, I can't believe we've done this. But, you know, we have made for iPhone hearing aids. People don't realize when they have good hearing what a struggle it is for somebody with hearing loss just to be able to communicate with their family on their phone that live out of state or live somewhere else. They, they just can't communicate. So we now have made for iPhone hearing aids, and I hook everything up for them. And, you know, we make a call to one of their family members that they haven't been able to talk to in years, and all of a sudden they can hear every word they're saying. That is amazing. That, that is, is life-changing for people. Wow, no, no doubt. You know, I think about, uh, you know, how vision impairs our life, but hearing is such an important component, right? I mean, you know, and truthfully, you know, we, we were kind of joking before we started recording, but, uh, you know, I... I um, I actually have a hearing deficiency, and like when I'm in a restaurant, I can't. It's it's so aggravating. So I probably need to come down and and check out your some of the. You need to come see yeah, me. Yeah, <laughs> it, it's ten years of playing in a rock and roll band. Uh, you know, during my That'll college years it. and afterwards. And, yeah, exactly. I had that one guitar player with the uh, the volume control that just was not working on his guitar. You know. 
And so, therefore, uh, I know exactly what you're talking about, and it is. It's, it's such an important part of, of our world today to be able to, to hear the, you know, what's going on, to be able to communicate. What would you say, uh, Melissa, that you are most excited about for Nardelli audiology right now? What's that one thing that gets you pumped up right now? Well, you know, it's kind of funny that this interview is today because just as of last Friday, I signed a lease in our same building so nobody can panic, but we have grown so much that we're actually expanding our office into a larger location. Mm. Um, You know, we really feel like we are giving patients in this community or people in this community the absolute best choice. You know, we put patients first all the time, Mm. and that is our number one concern here. Mm -hmm. And because of that and because of how we treat people, you know, we have really grown and we're really expanding and we've really outgrown our space. So we are moving three doors down in the same building, and we're going to have triple the space down wow. there so cool. we can help and see even more patients. So yeah. that is very, very exciting. Yeah, that's amazing. And I mentioned in the intro that you have three locations in North Central West Virginia. Can you tell us where exactly your, your practices are located? Yeah, we have um, where I'm at most of the time is going to be in our Bridgeport location. So we're right off the Meadowbrook Mall exit in mm-hmm. Simpson Square, and that's the one we're actually getting ready to expand. Mm. And then um, Clarksburg is one of our oldest locations, and it's over in Rosebud Plaza, and it's um, located very close to the VA hospital over there. So people really like that area, and if sure. they're from Clarksburg, that office stays very busy. And then I have a part-time office in Farmington. It's actually inside the Mansion Clinic. That office has been there over over 25 years so it's it's actually our oldest office and I go there every Thursday that's in my hometown down there in my area so I live very close to the mansion clinic um, but on Thursdays we do a lot of servicing for patients down there that can't drive to town they don't use the interstate and if we weren't there they, they would have nowhere to go so we mm. service a population there that um, a lot of coal miners in that area so it's a, it's a really good clinic for us yeah that's great what what is the geographic market that you serve um, so we are, t- you know, that's an interesting question because it's so broad. You know, we, we do everything, but uh, geographically in the area, you know, we're going to have the Farmington, Bridgeport, Clarksburg, Fairmont area. Demographically, you know, we're, we're helping patients anywhere from on the average 45 up. Yeah. How many employees do you have? Um, we have, I have to think about that because we just hired someone, two, three, four, five, there's five of us now, and we're hopefully going to be expanding one more very, very soon when we get into the new space and have more room. Yeah. Melissa, what would you say is the best thing about being in business in West Virginia? You grew up here. Now you own a company here. What would you say is the best thing about being in business here? You know, I love West Virginia. I'm a West Virginia girl through and through. There is no question about it. So the fact that I can own a business here and be able to, you know, be a part of the community in that way and be a professional in the community that other doctors will call me for questions or, you know, we're actually seen as the experts here. That's amazing. And the fact that we're able to bring something good to to West Virginia and good to these communities um, and we, you know, we're not having any negative impact at all it's an actually pretty amazing thing to be able to do um you know i love that when we go to certain meetings that people recognize who we are and they recognize us for doing very good things i love that we're able to you know support the communities we've done some fundraisers Mm -hmm. in the communities um, because we're able to do that we have enough patience to do that we have enough exposure we do a lot of marketing so we have a lot of exposure and we're actually Mm -hmm. able to help 
charities in the community. It's a really amazing thing to be able to do. Yeah, that's awesome. You know, one of the reasons we started this podcast almost two years ago was to, to encourage people, to educate them that, you know, you don't have to leave West Virginia to be successful, to find an opportunity. We hear all these stories about our population drain and people are leaving. But you know what? It doesn't have to be that way. Here's a great example. You went to, you know, you grew grew up here in West Virginia, went to school here, and now you've started your practice or, you know, ended up buying a practice, which is awesome, right? And and you're thriving and, and doing amazing things and having significance in the local community, doing all the things you just talked about, which is really cool and my hat's off to you. Melissa, I want to talk a little bit about, um, even though the, 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 the gist of this show is about being positive, I feel like sometimes we could learn a lot from our worst business moment. So if you could take us to that place of your worst experience, tell us a little bit about that story. You know, I, I've thought about this and, and I kind of figured it was going to happen. And the only thing I could really come up with is, you know, sometimes we're our own enemies, you know, yes, and, and in that regard, I mean, not be not taking some opportunities that were given to us. And mm-hmm. um, I had an opportunity to take over another practice in Morgantown and the timing just wasn't exactly right. And it was a little far from my Bridgeport location. And I'm 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 a. I like to be over everything. I like to micromanage everything, and I know i got to stop that. But, you know, sometimes we're our worst uh, enemy by not taking some opportunities that are given right to us and, you know, sometimes second-guessing ourselves, especially when we're getting started, which is what I was doing. Mm. And when I look back, man, if if that opportunity was there today, I would have jumped all over it. I would have never even hesitated at an option like that. So, you know, I think the biggest thing from that to give to somebody is – you know, when you when you know your skill and you know your profession and you're truly involved, you know, take some of those risks sometimes because they can really pay off. Sometimes mm-hmm. we're just our own worst enemy when it comes to that. Yeah, it, it, isn't that the truth? I mean, that's uh, you're on point with that, and I I say that quite a bit, you know, because it it is. It's like if you if you could look into the future and say, okay, this is what the risks are and here's what the rewards are, you know, you can kind of see how that's going to work. But oftentimes is business owner, entrepreneur, you don't know, right? And so you kind of you kind of have to weigh those things out and see if it, uh, and then you learn from experience, right? Like you said, if you could do it today, you'd do it in a heartbeat. So, right. So that's, that's, that's pretty cool. And I appreciate you, you sharing that with, with us right now. You know, what about um, the vision you have long-term for Nardelli Audiology? What's that look like? You know, those are the things that keep me up at night. I love audiology. I really do. It's just, it's who I am. It's to my core. And I love that we change people's lives. And we truly do. You know, at least once a day, somebody cries in this office Mm. because we have given them back the ability to hear. So, you know, my vision for this office is to continue growing, continue growing our staff, which supports the community, supports everybody around us. We're creating jobs. Mm. You know, here I am, a little kid, a little girl from Mannington who's, Mm. you know, creating jobs for people. Like, that's really amazing. So, you know, I would love for us to continue to grow. I would love for us to continue opening offices as long as we can do that effectively and every patient is being seen and treated and given given our best Mm. i'd like to see us move into fairmont eventually possibly move us into morgantown and just continue creating those jobs for the community um, continue growing our deli and following best practices so you know i the lady i seen today actually drove almost two hours here because
because she had a friend tell us how amazing we are. She had multiple places between here and there that she could have went. So, you know, as long as we're doing everything right, we're following best practices and we're making patients first, I believe we can continue to grow. And I envision us growing, you know, definitely toward the Fairmont area, hopefully into the Morgantown area, and then, you know, maybe in the other direction toward Weston. So yeah. we'll see where we end up, but I, I don't think we'll be stopping anytime soon. That's awesome. Melissa, I want to take a quick second just to mention the incredible sponsors we have for Positively West Virginia, and they are the State Journal, WVNews.com, Interaction Media, United Bank, and Milan. It's the support we receive from these companies that allow us to highlight the incredible things happening throughout the great state of West Virginia. Once again, our guest today is Dr. Melissa Rose with Nardelli Audiology. They're based out of uh, Clarksburg, Bridgeport, and Farmington, West Virginia. They have three offices in North Central and uh, just uh, having a great conversation. Melissa, let's get back to it. I have a this kind of a neat thing you were just talking about um, every day you have somebody you know that cries in your office because they can hear for the first time and maybe for a long time right we had a uh, I'm a member of the Morgantown Rotary Club and we have a project with WVU School of Audiology it's called the Hugh Lindsay Fund and we're providing uh, this it's basically a, 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 um, uh, a fund uh, monetary fund that's providing free hearing aids through through that school. And it was interesting because, and I don't know if you've ever heard of that or not, but it's something recently, probably the last two or three years, but they showed a video um, last Thursday of a, a, a patient who got these hearing aids through this fund. It was really cool. It was somebody who was underprivileged and she wasn't able to afford hearing aids and she hadn't been able to communicate. And it was just fascinating. Just her, you know, she, she broke down and cried. And it was interesting also because they they explained, the audiologists that were there presenting to our group about how they have to oftentimes train people to um, kind of readapt and reacquaint themselves with the actual, you know, being able to hear. And uh, is that something you find too oftentimes that, that there's a, like, almost like a learning curve when you provide this gift back to people that they, they have to kind of adapt to be able to hear again? Every single day with every patient. Yeah. That it is amazing. Our brains actually change when we have hearing loss. And mm. when we put hearing aids on, people kind of want to equate them to glasses where, you know, you might feel like you're walking a little, you know, too tall for a few minutes. Mm-hmm. And that all evens out. But glasses are a conductive problem. And hearing is a sensory neural problem. Mm-hmm. The ear is just the pathway. We truly hear with our brain. Mm-hmm. So you take somebody who's had hearing loss for years. Their brain is used to it. It's what their brain knows. It's how they wake up every day. And then you put a hearing aid on them and it's a amazing as it is, the brain is kind of shocked for a few minutes. Mm. And then the brain realizes it's not in danger because our brain's jobs are to protect us and it thinks you're in danger. So you kind of got to just sit here for a few minutes and you explain to them that I know what you're going through and it's going to pass in a few minutes. And then by the end of the appointment, the brain is kind of calmed down. Mm. And that's why what we do here, we have a patient journey. We bring those patients back Mm -hmm. once a week for four weeks because we know that's how long it's really going to take for them to kind of get acquainted to sound. They haven't heard water in years. Mm. They haven't heard paper, dishes, their dog's toenails on the floor. I had a lady tell me yesterday, she came in here crying and she said, do you know, I forgot that pop fizzed when you opened it. (laughs) 
And it's the little things like that that wow. make me love my job. I'm like, yeah, wow, you know, I so haven't cool. thought about that, but you're right. Mm-hmm. So every patient goes through that. It's absolutely a process. And that's one of the reasons that we're so successful. We know that. Mm-hmm. You can't just put hearing aids on somebody and go, oh, see you in a month. Mm-hmm. It's never going to happen. Yeah. It will not happen like that. Yeah. It, it's it's kind of interesting hearing your enthusiasm and passion because you, you, you said a little bit ago that, this is what you're meant to do. And you didn't even know it, right? You didn't even know what audiologist was. But I mean, just to hear the, the uh, effervescence and speaking of bubbly pop, effervescence in your voice and the passion you have for it. It's really super cool. So my hat's off to you. How do you, how do you guys attract new customers? What's, what's that like growing a company? What do you do? You know, we do a little bit of everything, but I'll be honest, I track everything. And one of the number one ways we get patients are patient referrals. And I think that speaks to everything that we do here. Mm -hmm. The lady that drove two hours to see me today, the lady that comes from Maryland, she's been seeing me for Mm -hmm. years. She could easily go anywhere else. But, you know, Mm -hmm. we treat patients. It's our number one thing here Mm -hmm. is to treat patients to the best of our ability. And that speaks volumes. We get so many patient referrals. And then, of course, we do your traditional marketing. We're in the newspaper. Mm-hmm. We do commercial. We have uh, physician marketing just to get the word out to sure. physicians yeah. that, you know, the comorbidities of hearing loss that we've recently started learning about, you know, you can help your patient with X, Y, and Z by sending them for a hearing test. Uh-huh. So we do that. Um, we do in-house letters. We do newsletters. We do some email. Of course, we have Facebook. We have a website. So we have a full-on marketing team, and I mm-hmm. think we try to hit every single avenue out there um, and we've at least tried it I know that so um, and we try to make our marketing very positive yeah. you know I'm marketing the fact that we're doctors of audiology we're one of the only practices around that has two doctors of audiology mm. myself and Dr. Browning who I also hired from WVU she's coming mm. up one three years with great. me so yeah. we market who we are that's great and that's what we want people to know absolutely what's one of the biggest challenges you face right now You know, one of the biggest challenges, honestly, is all the confusion marketing out there, you know, and not to speak bad about anybody or anything, but there's so much misinformation out there that I feel like we spend a lot of time saying, well, this is not really accurate or this isn't really mm-hmm. the way it is. And, and a lot of that has to do with even the Internet. You know, there's so many mm-hmm. things now that you could just sure. go read on the Internet, and it's just not really accurate. Once they come in and see what we do and how we do it and why we do it, they're like, oh, yeah, well, that makes sense that that wouldn't work. Mm-hmm. And, you know, why would I buy a hearing aid off eBay that has been in somebody else's ear, Oof. you know? Yeah, um, I know. <laughs> so it's mostly just trying to kind of um, help people weed through the clutter. Yeah. You know, answers honestly, which is what we do. And um, once they come in and have those questions, we're good. But it's getting people in the door. There's there's just a lot of clutter out there, yeah, you know. Yeah. Melissa, what's one piece of advice you would give to young business people? Maybe they're thinking about starting a company, an entrepreneurial heart, and they're thinking about starting a company in West Virginia. What's one piece of advice you would give to them? You know, my advice would be you got to go for it. And the one thing I learned, even though I'd been in the business a while before I purchased it, it doesn't really matter. There's so many people in West Virginia willing to help you. There's, you know, the Chambers of Commerce and there's, you know, you can become part of these groups and there's other business owners Mm -hmm. there. And let me tell you, good business owners you want to help other people, even if it's not your profession or not your type of business. It's just that, you know, you're, you're just going to be a business owner. Mm-hmm. There's so much 
really care in West Virginia because I feel like West Virginia is just kind of like that anyway. You know, yeah. we're all real friendly for the most part. Sure. Um, but go for it. If you know your expertise and you are driven, you got to be driven, of course, mm-hmm. and you're really driven to go out there. You got to go for it and find those people that are willing to help you because they're not very far away. You would be surprised how many people will help you in this state. I love that advice. Thank you for sharing that. What's one thing you do every day that you think contributes to your success? Um, You know, I think the one thing that we do here is we're just making sure that we are um, following best practices. Mm -hmm. And what I mean by that is, you know, we're not just throwing hearing aids on people. We're doing proper hearing tests. We're doing proper verification of the hearing aids, which is actual measurements, probe two measurements. You know, we're making sure we're giving patients something that fits their lifestyle and fits their budget. We're not pushing anything on anybody. So I just feel like being very positive and being very, um, you know, proactive when it comes to the patients coming in and really helping them understand what they need and why they need it. Mm-hmm. Our attitude and everything we do here absolutely pushes us forward to be successful. Yeah. What's one book you would recommend for aspiring business people? You know, the book I really love is called Atomic Habits by James Clear. Yes. And it's a book that kind of helps you focus. I don't know mm-hmm. if you've ever read it, but it's fantastic. I think everybody should read it because even when you are successful, and I feel like we are successful here, there's always things you can improve. There's always ways you can be better. And there's sometimes you got to refocus yourself. And I really like the fact that the book kind of makes you refocus yourself sometimes with the new goal that you have or, or just kind of getting you back on track. But I think it's a fantastic read. Mm-hmm. Um, James Clear has a lot of stuff out there. But that book in particular, it's wonderful. Yeah, he, he talks about uh, in Taekwondo, uh, you know, there's like, like, I can't remember the number, there's like six or seven basic movements, you know, and he says if you just master those things, then you become expert and you could do anything from those fundamentals, right? And so right. establishing great habits, and even if it's three or four things that you just do consistently and just rock them every single day, that's going to help build, you know, this is the foundation and the building blocks for everything else. And that's kind of exactly. what you're talking about. So exactly. that's a great one. In our, uh, <clears throat> in our resources page of PositivelyWV.com. We have links to all the books that people have recommended over the last year and eight months or year and nine months now. So we'll make sure. I think that one's on there, but if it's not, we'll make sure that it's added and people can just buy it with a click of a, of a button, which is pretty cool. So it's I wanna, a fantastic book. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I want to ask you, you know, kind of dovetailing that, you know, you're in a, you know, not only are you a practicing audiologist, a doctor of audiology, but you own a company and you own you know, a practice with three locations. Talk a little bit about your philosophy on leadership and what that means to you. You know, I I love leadership. Like, it's just kind of who I am. But that comes from the fact that my father's a business owner in the state. He owns mm. uh, Main Street Autos in Mannington. Cool. Uh, I, I, I come from business, so I feel like I've always come from some levels of leaders, but Mm -hmm. I feel like that's also happened through college. Um, You know, as we go through our doctoral program or even the undergrad program, you meet so many leaders in the community and people that have really helped you along the way. And I really feel like, you know, I want to be that for this company here. And I want to be that for other people in the community. Mm -hmm. I'm a part of a lot of little groups around here. Um, I'm a part of some really large audiology communities across the country to help other people that are up and coming. And, you know, if you really want to be 
successful, Mm -hmm. you really need to take the time to be a good leader because Mm -hmm. you're going to lead by example. Mm -hmm. And I've always really taken that to heart. And I've always really felt like, you know, leadership was kind of my role and Mm -hmm. and, and what I wanted to be and what I wanted to do. But I take it very serious because there's a lot of people that um, do reach out to me for certain things and you want to make sure you're giving them good advice and you are leading by example. Mm, Very good. So I want to ask you kind of like the the flip side of that what's your what's your take on followership what's it what's it take to be an effective follower you know being an effective follower is being a good listener you know you can't you can't follow direction if you can't listen Mm -hmm. and we kind of live in a day and age where everything's really fast Mm -hmm. and i i sometimes say to patients even you know when they're learning to get used to the hearing aids Mm. you have to be an active listener Mm -hmm. when you have hearing loss you kind of become a passive listener because you don't really know what's going on anyway and you just you know you're just kind of passively listening so i use that with patients i'm like i need you to be an active listener Mm -hmm. and i think followers have to be the same you know if you're not an active listener Mm -hmm. how can you follow yeah yeah that's that's very interesting because you know i'm just hearing you talk about it it's kind of revealing right in terms of somebody who can't listen <laughs> now they're now they have the ability to and now you've really got to focus on being present yeah. and listening there's yep. all kinds of um you know programs out there for oral rehab oral rehab is mm-hmm. very real mm-hmm. you know once again people just kind of like oh i could just wear a hearing aid and move on with life no you really can't mm-hmm. oral rehab is very real and you have to learn to kind of tune back in because these patients have very quickly tuned out years ago mm-hmm. and that's just how they live their life and they're fine with it they're mm-hmm. like hey, it's just just how it is it's like a process a, right? yeah and in so the, yep. everything with hearing is a process it's really amazing but you have to be an active listener. And we can all learn from that. I even tell, you know, the spouse of the patient, you know, we can all become better listeners. Absolutely. I love that. And that's, uh, you know, not only followership, but the leadership advice, both of those are excellent viewpoints. And I appreciate your sharing your your thoughts on that. Melissa, as as we kind of wind down our time here, um, you know, we, we covered a lot of ground. Is there anything that you would like our listeners to know about Nardelli audiology that we haven't covered so far? Um, you know, the only thing I want to make sure that people know is that, you know, when you come to Nardelli Audiology, you can be sure that you're going to be uh, treated to the best of our ability for mm-hmm. sure. You're going to be given excellent advice. We're going to take care of you. We're not going to lead you in any wrong direction. And you can be sure that we follow best practices here so that when you leave here, you're leaving here smiling. You can hear well. And, you know, you kind of become a part of us. We, we really become a part of patients' lives. And we hope that, you know, it's the same for, for them. And, and we, we encourage them to come in and visit with us and see us. And, and it's amazing how many patients do. But I feel like that's a testament to the fact that, we really do love our patients, and mm. we really do want them to do well, and we are definitely going to look out for them for the long term. That's awesome. And not only can they hear better, but they can live better. That's right. All right. Well, Melissa, how can our listeners learn more about your company, your practice, and maybe get in touch with, with you guys if, if they are so want to do? What's yeah, the best there's way? multiple ways. Yeah. Um, of course, we have a website, Snardelli Audiologist with an S on the end dot com. Of course, you can find us on Facebook. Um, our phone number is very easy. It's 304-842-WHAT. 
WHAT, so it's 304-842-9428. So I think that's really fun. Most yeah, patients fun, know yeah. our phone number by heart. Yeah, that's great. Because <laughs> it's 842-what? Yeah. Um, but you can definitely find us on the web. Um, you know, we are sent, we are located right here in Bridgeport, right off the Meadowbrook Mall mm-hmm. exit, if anybody would want to stop in and chat with us. Yeah. We're open Monday through Friday, 9 to 5. I believe we're one of the only practices around that's open, you know, five days a week from 9 to 5. Mm-hmm. So you're going to find us in the office all the time, unless wow. it's you know, a major holiday. Um, But yeah, Facebook, website, and we'll make sure, us. yeah, we'll make sure we have links to all that stuff, including your website and, and your social media stuff on the podcast at PositivelyWV.com. So thank you. Melissa, it's been a real honor to have you on the podcast today. Uh, what you're doing is really amazing. I love the fact that you're, you know, a homegrown uh, young lady and you got, you know, went to school here and now you've got this business. It's thriving. I just encourage you to keep it up. Well, I appreciate it, and I really appreciate you having us on. Yeah, absolutely. Well, folks, that's a wrap on another episode of Positively West Virginia. Positively West Virginia is brought to you by the State Journal, WVNews.com, Interaction Media, United Bank, and Milan. As we continue on our journey to help share positive stories of companies and people doing amazing things all across the Mountain State, just like Dr. Melissa Rose and Nardelli Audiology, Our hope is that we in some way inspire and motivate our audience by sharing these success stories in West Virginia. If you or someone you know would be a great guest on the show, drop us a line on our website, PositivelyWV.com. And of course, we appreciate your comments, encouragement, and notes of uh, of thanks and everything like that. We also encourage you to share these stories on your social media channels. On behalf of our entire Positively West Virginia team, until next time, I'm your host, Jim Matuga. Stay positive, West Virginia.